Oh, how I love Jesus. Not so much because of what he's done, but because he first loved me. The scripture reminds us that even while we were yet sinners, out doing our own thing, living our own way, Jesus died on the cross for us. And it proved that he loved us. It says, greater love has no man than this, than the man would lay down his life for a friend. He laid his life for us. We need to give our lives to him and show that we love him as well. We bless the name of the Lord today for another day's journey. He didn't have to do it, but he did. He's given us life, health, and strength another day, and I thank him. I'm not feeling the best today myself, but I'm glad to be in the number. Glad to be in the midst today. We give him glory, honor, and praise. We give honor to our pastor, Pastor Greer, in his absence today. Hope that you're praying for him, not just on Sunday, but every day. Praying that God will bless him and that God will touch him. We give honor to all the ministers here today. Sister Williams, Sister Lewis, and Brother Williams, and Brother Newman, and Brother Nate and his actions, we thank God for each one. And we thank God for you being here today. And we pray that what we have to share will be a blessing to you as we look into the Word of God. This morning, I'm going to invite you to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 55. And we're going to read verses 6 through 9. Don't want to be before you long, but I believe God has something to share with us today. Isaiah 55, we're going to begin reading at verse 6 through now. When you find it, say amen. Isaiah 55 and verse 6 we read, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God for he will abundantly pardon For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For New Testament passages of Scripture, it is the Advent season again. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 1. And we're going to read verses... 18 to 25, a very familiar passage of scripture, particularly during this time of year. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, when you find it, say amen. Matthew 1 and 18, we read, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, 
and they will call they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. This morning, today, we want to share with us briefly from the subject, spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. Spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. As a song we hear on the radio from time, time to time, it says, Oh, how precious is the name of Jesus. We thank you for that name today. For in that name, we experience the healing we need. In that name, we experience the help we need. In that name, we experience the salvation we need. Thank you for the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you had a plan for us, Lord, that you sent your son that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Thank you today, Lord. Our hearts are filled with gratitude for we realize how far you have brought us. You set the captives free and look how far the Lord has brought us. You brought us a mighty long way, Lord. From January to December, you brought us, Lord. From winter, spring, summer, and fall to winter again, Lord, you brought us, Lord. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. We had many trials and many circumstances, days when we didn't know how we would make it to this hour, but you brought us, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Now, Father, bless us as we have come to share your word today. Lead us and guide us and use us for your honor and glory. Speak to us and through us, Lord. That your people might hear a word and be blessed today. Bless Pastor Greer and his soul and his body, O oh Lord. And as the man said, Lord, I, I want to be made whole. We pray that you would make him whole today, Lord. Touch him, Lord, and bless him, Lord, with a touch that can only come from you. For you are the great physician, Lord. And we know you have power in your hand, Lord. So bless him today. Bless us today, Lord. Bless Shady Dale as a whole. We need you, Lord. We need you in our hearts, O oh God. We need you in our minds, O oh God. We want to do your will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Help, help, help us today. Bless all that is said and done, Lord, and has been said today. Bless us that we might be edified and your name glorified and Satan horrified as we desire to do your will. Have your way. Let your will be done. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In Jesus' name we do pray. And every heart said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our subject this morning is spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. Spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. As we think about our subject today, we realize that we are all familiar with making plans. We're all familiar with making plans and Plans don't have to be in great detail to be a plan. We make plans for what we're going to wear on the next day. We may not write it down or make a list, but we make plans. We plan what we're going to eat. I know some of us may already be thinking about what we're going to eat today. Amen, somebody. Spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. 
When we go to the grocery store, we make plans. I find that I need to learn to write a list before I go to the store. Because I usually go shopping at Walmart. Amen. And it's something when you go to Walmart. You go in with one thing on your mind and you, you end up needing a whole basket load. I walk in saying, I'm going to get a, a quarter oil and some lotion and that's all I'm going to get. Before you know it, I got bread, I got mayo, I got, I got a CD, I got all these things. Because I walked into the store. Something is spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. As we progress in life, sometimes our plans become more and more important. We need to add more details. We plan our major to get through college. And in order to graduate, you have to meet certain requirements to fulfill that plan. You got to have electives and you got to meet your, the plan for that particular school. Whether you're going into the school of education, you got to meet all these school elect, election ed, uh, electives. And if you're in business, you got to have finance, you got to have marketing, you got to have management, you got to have all of these things in order to fulfill your school plan to graduate. And if you have, get married and have a family, there's a whole other list of plans you need. You need retirement plans, and you need family planning, you need the, the, the plan to buy your home, you need a plan to do all these different things. Uh, we are familiar with making plans. As we listen to uh, society today and politicians, you know, there's an election that's going to happen in a few days here in Houston. And the different mayors are trying, the mayor candidates are making plans and how they're going to do this for the city, how they're going to do that. They are making plans. And Senators are making plans, and Congress is making plans. Our president is putting forth different plans and how he's going to handle the war, how he's going to handle the economy, how he's going to handle health care. There's so many plans being made. Our subject today is spiritually minded to fulfill God's plans. And these plans you and I are familiar with, we make from day to day, from time to time. But I want you to know that also as we make plans in society and in our lives, God also has a plan. And we need to understand that we are a part of God's plan. But in order for God's plans to go out, we need to be spiritually minded to fulfill those plans. In John, I believe it's chapter 4, we find that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And in order to fulfill God's plan, we have to think not the way we want to think, but the way God has ordained the plan. Our subject is spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. And, and when we're planning our families and we're planning for what we're going to wear and planning what we're going to eat, it's all right to think about what we want. But when we think about God's plan and God's purpose, we have to think about what God wants. And we find that God's way is different than our way. And when we think about church and we think about spiritual realities, there's too many times we as people, we get our thoughts in the way of God's thoughts. We get our ideas about how it's going to work in the way of God's plan. And we need to be spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan and purpose for our lives. Subject today is spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. And one scripture in Romans says that for to be carnally minded is death. 
But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. In order for us to have a full life, we need to be spiritually minded. And that carnal mind means to be fleshly minded or worldly minded. And you can't do spiritual things thinking like the world. We need to be spiritually minded to fulfill God's plans. And as I think about this year, you know, this is December. This is called the Advent season. And many of us, if we look around, we see that the whole year is just about gone. And all the plans and the plans we made for 2009, many times we weren't able to fulfill those plans. Some of us, had, you know, we knew that God wanted us to grow closer to him and be more and more like him. And, but we allowed time and circumstances to deviate from God's plan. And we need to make sure that we are planning our lives according to his will. What I love about God is that God uses people in his plan. He wants to use you and you and he wants to use me in the fulfillment of his plan and purpose. We need to be spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. Let's look at our Old Testament passage of scripture and we'll see that God has a way. And he wants you and me to be a part of his way so we can fulfill his goal, his plans here on earth. It says in Isaiah 55 verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God for he will abundantly pardon. But God says in verse 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are my ways, says your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Look at that in verse 8 again. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. See, in order for us to fulfill God's plan, we need to think about his way. We need to have his thoughts. His kind of mind and his kind of way of thinking and his approach to looking at things. Because too many times we get bogged down in trying to figure out how are we going to do this spiritual thing in a carnal way, in a fleshly way or in a human way. We need to have a spiritual mind to fulfill God's plan. And I was thinking ever since uh, two Sundays ago when Brother Williams was preaching, he mentioned about... The Lord's Prayer. We could call it the model prayer. And as many times we have prayed that prayer, I believe we don't really understand how, how deep and how spiritual that prayer is. And in his discourse, he talked about, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we really thought about that, we would see how important it is for us to seek God's plan for our lives. We're talking about spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. And it says, seek the Lord. That's how God's kingdom is done on earth as it is in heaven. We've got to forsake our way and do it his way. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man, his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, he will abundantly pardon. In other words, God is saying, come to me. 
It doesn't matter what you've done before. If you would only stop what you're doing and come do what I want you to do, then my will will be done on earth. My will will be done in your life. Spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. Let's turn to our New Testament passage of Scripture today. And from this passage of Scripture, there are three things I want us to think about so that we can be spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. This is a very familiar passage of Scripture. As we think about the Advent season and the coming of Jesus Christ, this book was written by Matthew, and it said that Matthew was a writer of the Gospels who carefully wanted to show how Christ came to fulfill God's plan, to fulfill all the prophets of old, and how Jesus came and he fulfilled all those things. And throughout the book of Matthew, you will see how Jesus did things. And Matthew says, and this fulfilled the prophet of Isaiah. This fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah. This fulfilled Ezekiel. This was what Matthew wanted to show, that Jesus came to fulfill God's plan. And as we look at this passage of Scripture today, I want us to see that God wants to fulfill his plan not only in the Bible and through Jesus Christ, but in your life and in my life, in the life of the church, in the life of mankind everywhere. We need to be spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. The first thing in this passage of Scripture I want us to see is that God's way is best. God's way is best. Let's look at verse 18 through 20. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. See, God's way is best. And we see in this passage of Scripture that many times we think we have to plan our own way. We have to make our own uh, pathway through life. But we see here that God already had the plan. He described 40 and two generations before how he had a way that he was going to bring his son into the world. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and David, and Solomon, and even Bathsheba, all those people were in God's plan to make a way. But we see that Joseph was a part of that plan was a part of that way. And Joseph had Mary to, as his, uh, his betrothed wife. He was, in other words, he was engaged to be married to Mary. And it said that Mary was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. And we all know that that doesn't sound right in the natural sense. For a woman to be with child without knowing a man. But Joseph, her husband, was a, it says he was a just man and not wanting to make a public example was minded to put her away secretly. Even when we know we're good people, we think we know how to do things, God's way is best. 
And Joseph was a just man. We see that he didn't want to hurt Mary and put Mary in a bad situation. Because in that time, if you were with child without being married, they had the right to stone you to death. God's way is best. And there are so many people in our world today who try to make their own way through life. Well, I'm going to do this this way because I think this is going to work. But no, God's way is best. And we see Joseph trying to trying to find his way through the situation. And it says he was minded to put her away secretly. I believe King James says privately. This is New King James. But he was trying to find a way to make sure that everything worked its way out. Isn't that just like us sometimes? We try to pull things together from here. Even when we know we don't know exactly how it's going to work, we think we can come up with a plan to make things work. But it says in verse 20, while he thought about these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Joseph had to take out his carnal mind, thinking, well, you know, Mary done cheated on me. She done this, and I'm just going to kick her out, and I'm not going to make it bad. I'm not going to put her on front street. I'm just going to separate myself from her. But the angel of the Lord came and said, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is in her is conceived of the Holy Spirit. And too many times we want to ignore God's way. Because we don't know how God has already mapped out our life. Don't, we don't know how God has already made a way. The songwriter says, uh, God's way is best. I will not mummer. Although the end I may not see, wherever he leads me, I'll meekly follow. God's way is best. It's best for me. And we find that Joseph is finding out that God, by his spirit, has done this. And I need to not think my way with all my negatives and thoughts and bad ideas. and They're going to mess up the whole plan. How many times do we mess up God's way when we try to think it? Through on our own cord. God's way is best. Let's look at John chapter 1. And to see that God's way is best. It says in John 1. In the beginning was the word. Y'all know it. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him. And without him was nothing made that was made. See, God, he has the way. Without God, there is no way. He was in the beginning. He is now. So we need to make sure that we're following his way. It says, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. You hear people talking about, I, I want to have, I want to I wanna live my own life and do it my own way. But life is in God himself. The Bible says he's the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by him. We need to make sure that God's way is best and follow it his way. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In other words, when you're trying to find your way and you can't see, let God light your pathway. 
He'll make the way clear if you only do it his way. It said, and the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Sometimes when we're trying to figure it out, we don't know what's going on. We don't understand why things work out the way they do when we're trying to make it through ourselves. But when we go God's way, he'll shine the light on it and we'll be like, wow, God, you did it. I didn't understand it, but you did. And I, I thank you that I followed your way. God's way is best. We're talking about being spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. The second thing in this passage of scripture in this message today is that God does have a plan. He has a plan. Let's look at uh, verse 20 through 23 again. It says in verse 20, but while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Check the plan. And she will bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. See, God has a plan. And we need to know that God has a plan. Too many times in our lives, we, we feel that we've just kind of been thrown here and things are just happening by happenstance. There are some, some philosophers who say that, you know, that maybe if God made the world, but he's not actively involved in the world right now. He's just sitting in heaven and just watching us make it through life the best way we can. But I want you and I to know today that God has a plan. He has a design purpose for our lives. If we will only seek his way, he will navigate us through his plan and help us to fulfill that plan. Look at this passage of scripture again. It says, and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, look. In other words, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. In other words, God had a plan working it out. Amen. He was using people down through the ages to bring his plan into fruition. From the time, you know the time, how they designate time, B.C. and A.D., before Christ and uh, the Bible uh, is described, A.D. means Amino Domini, Amino Domini. In other words, in the year of our Lord. In other words, God has a plan all through time. Before Christ came and after he came, God had a plan for life, for creation, for all of mankind. And you and I need to make sure that we're being a part of his plan. And Joseph was a part of that plan. Mary was a part of that plan to bring about Jesus Christ, his son. He had a plan, it says in verse 21, to save his people from their sins. That's his plan. He wanted to save you and me from sin. And it was only going to work 
as, Mo, as, Je, as Joseph and Mary said yes to the plan of God. How many times do we mess up the plans of God thinking about our own thing? We need to be a part of God's plan. Let's look back at John chapter 1 again and to see how God was working his plan. John chapter 1 and verse 6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Do you see how God has people in his plans? The Bible used John, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. And even though it didn't seem like a whole lot, but he came to be a witness. Do you realize that God wants to use your life to bear witness of his? It says he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to only those at Shadydale, to the people that come on Sunday. No, to all the, all the world, to light every man coming into the world. Don't think that your life is worthless or because you're not the pastor or the preacher or the Sunday school teacher. You are somebody in God's plan. If you will only let God's light shine through you, it will shine, as it says here, to every man coming into the world. There are people who have come before you, who God used so that you can know the light. And there are people coming after you that God will use you to see the light. God has a plan. He wants to use you and his plan. We need to be spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. Don't think about your weaknesses. You know, so many times I think about the fact that, well, I'm only one man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just the second son. I'm not the oldest son. So many people, when I was growing up, they knew my brother. They didn't know me. And I, you know, I didn't always feel uh, wasn't outgoing and, and didn't feel like I was a part of a lot of things. But it helped me to understand that God had a calling for my life. He wanted to use me just like he made me. He used my brother one way and he uses me a different way. And the same is true for you and I. God uses you just like you are. But he, he wants you to be a part of his plan. God has a plan for your life, and he wants you to be a part of that plan. And it says here in verse 9, that was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. And I'm finding out is that, is that if I don't do my part, then somebody else is going to miss their blessing. Somebody else is going to miss something from God. That means I need to make sure that I'm seeking God so that somebody else can be blessed. And here at Shadydale as a church, we need to see that we are part of God's plan. And as we mature in life and seek God's plan, other people are going to be blessed. There are other people who are waiting on you and I to do God's plan so that they can be where God wants them to be. So they too can fulfill God's plan. 
Our subject is spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. Let's look back at our text. The third thing in this passage of scripture we need to see is that God's way is our salvation. God's way is our salvation. Let's look at verse 24. It says, Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. See, God's way is our salvation. See, what did Joseph do? Joseph didn't decide, well, I guess I'll go marry somebody else and move to another side of town and do this and that and that and the other. No, he was spiritually minded. He did exactly what the angel of the Lord told him to do. And it says, and Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. And it says, and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son. In other words, just because it looked like they were married and that he should have the right to do what he wanted to do. No, he did what the angel of the Lord told him to do. Even though he took her as his wife, he did not break the plan. He didn't step outside of the boundaries of the plan. He did what the angel of the Lord told him to do. He was obedient. And when we're obedient, we experience salvation. We experience the deliverance we need. And it's just like any other plan in life. If you, like say you plan what you're going to wear tomorrow. If it's in the dirty clothes hamper, then you're not fulfilling the plan. You need to go to the dirty clothes hamper, put the clothes in the washing machine, wash them, amen somebody, dry them. Get them out of the dryer. If you leave them in the dryer, you're still not fulfilling the plan. Get the clothes out of the dryer. Iron them. And then you can wear what you plan to wear. Because you need to fulfill the plan. And God is saying, God's way is our salvation. The only way we can experience the blessing of the plan is to be obedient to the plan. And that's what Joseph did here. He aroused from his sleep, and he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. This is a problem in so many plans in life. We can make the best plans in the world. We can have all the statistics, all the research, and everything can be set in order. We can have charts, and we can have maps, and all these things, but if you don't Follow the plan. The plan will not succeed. We need to make sure that we go through and follow through with the plan. And obey what the plan has said. And that's what Joseph did. He did what the angel of the Lord told him. God's way is our salvation. Let's look at John 1 and 11 to see how God's way is our salvation. John chapter 1, verse 11 says, And he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe on his name, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, 
nor the will of man, but of God. We see, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we accept the plan that he made out, when we receive him into our hearts, we receive salvation. We receive the blessing that was planned out from the foundation of the world. We receive everything that the plan says we should have. It says, he came unto his own, and his own did not receive him. See, the plan was there all along. But if you don't receive the plan, then you're not going to be blessed by it. He said he came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right. Uh, King James said the power to become children of God to those who believe on his name. And what I love about this passage of scripture is that in our, in our New Testament text, it says after he did not know her till she had brought forth the firstborn son, it says, and he called his name Jesus. And I found that that name Jesus means Savior. And it, it goes back to the name of Joshua. And it says Joshua means the Lord's salvation. God is our salvation. And we know what Moses did. He led the children out of Egypt into the wilderness. But it was Joshua who was able to lead them into the promised land. The children of Israel, through time and circumstances and issues, they broke up the plan and they messed up the plan and they didn't follow the plan. They were disobedient in the wilderness. But when Joshua came on the scene, he led them over the Jordan River into the promised land. And they were able to fulfill God's plan for the children of Israel. And the same is who Jesus Christ is. He came that we might be experienced salvation, that we might be saved from sin and be born again. And all of our sins will not be counted against us anymore. The Bible says that as far as the east is from the west is how far Jesus can cast away our sins. He will remember them no more. That's what Jesus came to do. He came that we might be free from sin through salvation. And today I want to ask you, are you spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan? That's what you and I need to do today so that we can be the children of God and fulfill God's plan. That we can be the people of God that God wants to be. As we stand together, our service today is spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. I want you to know that God's way is best. So many of us, we know we're, we, we don't claim to be, you know, the worst of kind of people. You know, we're not robbers and thieves and murderers and axe murderers and those kind of things. Sometimes we think we can do all right by ourselves. But I want us to know today that God's way is best. And even when we want to do the right thing, sometimes they say that good intentions can still become, uh, can still not work out. The best of intentions sometimes still don't work out. That's why it's important for us to do it God's way.
spiritually minded to fulfill God's plan. We need to know that God has a plan. You're not here by mistake. You're not too, 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 too weak and for God to use you. God can use anybody. The song says, if you can use anything, Lord, use me. God can use you in his plan. He has a plan for your life. I believe it's Jeremiah 29 and 11 that talks about that God has a plan for your life. A plan to prosper you. To give you a future and a hope. Are you in that plan today? Are you seeking the Lord while he may be found? Are you calling upon him while he is near? He has a plan. And finally, God's way is our salvation. If we would only do it God's way, it will work out for our good. The scripture says to us that all things work together for good. To them that love the Lord, to them who are the called according to his purpose. If we would only do it his way. And I believe 